0: Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The NCAA Wrestling Tournament begins Thursday, so I sat down with my brother, Cody, and went weight-by-weight with him to catch you up on all the potential storylines and to fill you in on the who's who. In this episode, we cover weights 165 to heavyweight, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy this NCAA Wrestling Preview with Cody Bachman. Moving on down, probably one of the most exciting brackets.
1: I have it Which is as
0: interesting. <laughs> Which it's funny, like yeah, but also it could be like not. You know what I mean? Like you have Car and O'Toole, and are they in a collision course for round three? You know, but then it's like it, it could be chaos. It could be, but
1: will it? On that's what on makes paper.
0: it fun. I don't know.
1: On paper, yeah, you have three NCAA champions and four finalists. Yeah. And then you have a guy from Oregon state, Matthew Olegon, or
2: yeah, Matthew, which is now. Yeah, Oglin.
1: Oglin who has beaten the NCAA champ and two-time finalist Griffith twice this year.
2: Yeah.
1: So, you know, and then you got Monday who made the finals last year who's been beaten by Yuli and Ramirez, Cornell. It's so like this, like you said, this bracket could be a lot of fun. And then David Carr and, you know, Keegan O'Toole could just beat everybody and take yeah. didn't say take the fun out of it. But, yeah, yeah, you, you look and go, you know, chaos could be everywhere. But, you know, this top side of this bracket is so top-heavy. hmm You have David Carr, Shane Griffith, and Quincy Monday, three NCAA finalists, Yeah. two NCAA champs. And then you add in guys that have beaten them in Oligan and Ramirez. So not only do you have three finals appearances, you've got guys that can beat those guys.
0: Yeah. And then your your Penn State freshman, you know, Alex Facundo, sitting there on the 13 line. Yeah,
1: he's one of them freshmen that I don't think is going to – for Penn State, he could find himself on the podium being All-American, but he's – he's not Levi Haynes. I don't see him being this. But there was a guy that was – because you're used to these Penn State freshmen coming in and looking really good. Yeah one of the freshmen that came in that didn't have the greatest, I think first year. And you thought, Ooh, well, maybe he's not going to be that good. Um, Lee came in, didn't light the world on fire, was a freshman kind of snuck his way into sixth, and then just let, you know, eventually made his way to a, uh, a national championship and was able to, with COVID get two of them. Yeah. So Facundo, I, I I believe you could find his way on the podium, but he's more of an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. um, especially with how tough this top side of this bracket is.
2: And
0: that's an interesting technique. I mean, that is more where we're sitting at with a lot of these other guys on the outside looking in. You know, like you have Carr and O'Toole on the inside, and now the guys who are on the outside, like Hamity Ramirez, Monday, Griffith, like even Patrick Kennedy. They're kinda of like you're saying they're they're all those guys are kind of on the outside looking in going, but how do we how do we join the party?
1: Yeah, and I I, I think this top side of is bracket. i mean, I mean, obviously Carr got upset last year. So I'm just not gonna hand him the title. He was a clear cut Hodge trophy kind of caliber right. wrestler last year that got right. upset. Right. So you know, you talked about him last year coming into the tournament going, David Carr, no one's going to touch him. And is he going to win the Hodge and all this? And then he ended up getting beat by a 16 or 17 seed. So yeah. same thing could happen. Shane Griffith, when he won his first one, came out of nowhere and upset Marinelli, who had the one seed. A and we're like, who, yeah. the heck, who the heck is this kid? You know, yeah. and of course, that's the year that they were going to cut the program and all that stuff. So don't count him out sitting there at the nine seed. But he's on a collision course with, obviously Oligon. who's beaten him twice.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: gosh, it would be you know here's the story, kind of the fun little story within the story. If if Carr and and uh, Olguin or Olguin from Oregon State reach the quarters and Olguin upsets him, you know, wouldn't that be something? Then Carr would have his last two losses at the NCAA tournament to Oregon State kids. Just a fun little, you know. Yeah. All carr has yeah, to, to do is wrestle definitely. away from Oregon State and boom, he goes to the backside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, um you like to talk about Chris Pendleton, you know, but
2: you know, he's the head coach at Oregon of, State. Uh, you,
1: know? you talk about that story within the story. Um, I don't know if kind of like uh Nathan Tomasello. So he, he won his first NCAA title as a freshman mm-hmm. against Zeke Moisey because Tomasello got upset. in oh, the, Gilman, Thomas the semifinals. Gilman
0: got pinned, yeah.
1: Yep. Oof. Uh, Oof. But every year after that, there was a picture circulating because he'd make the semifinals and he, he got beat by – because he bumped up or he got beat by Gilman the next year. Then he bumped up to 133, got beat by Clark in the semifinals, and then the next year a true freshman comes walking and beats him in the semifinals in Spencer Lee. So there was a joke that they um they were handing off this baby that looks like Nathan Tomasello <laughs> to all three of these Iowa guys. So that's you know. Yeah. He's he he won his one NCAA title as a freshman, but got third every single year after that because he kept getting beat by a different Iowa guy in the semifinals. <laughs> so, yeah. stories in the story. Yes, David Carr. You know, that would be a thing, you know, hey, an old guy can do it. He's, he's beaten an NCAA champ and a uh-huh. two time finalist in Shane Griffith. So, there's nothing saying Carr's this unbeatable, unstoppable force just because he beat O'Toole. Right. You know. Uh-huh. Everybody thought the same thing last year, and the 16 seed said, No, not today. <laughs> not yeah. today. And there's just, yeah, there's so much.
0: There's so many tough wrestlers here. You know, Karchla sitting on the 10 seed, O'Toole, Kennedy. I remember you pointed out when we were talking earlier, Caliendo the third from North Dakota State. He's having a really good year. Kennedy could wrestle a mean second round. Hamity. Could wrestle Peyton Hall, who's 23 and four from West Virginia. Like th- these are, I mean, here's some tough kids in this bracket. Yeah.
1: This, yeah. This, this top side, like I said, we, would be fun because I mean, even Julian Ramirez, he, he's 20 and 23 and three. His yeah. first round match is against Caleb Fish from Michigan, who's 26 and nine. Yeah. <laughs> who, who wrestles in a tough weight. In the Big Ten with Hamdi, Kennedy, Amin, and Karchla. Yeah. I mean, and this this way is just going to be fun. It could go where you've got that top heavy side of the bracket. You got a lot of All Americans, a lot of national titles, a lot of national finals in this bracket. It's just it's fun to watch because you got you know you, you talk about the top heavy side, this bottom side. Dean Hamdi is looking
2: good. Yeah,
1: very. Very good. Came on as a freshman last year, all American, and is looking almost unstoppable. I mean, he could he yeah. could run into Keegan O'Toole and beat O'Toole. Very much could. Yeah. Yeah. This, he, he looked like he handled you know, his business against. He looked like he handled his business very well against Kennedy in the finals in the Big Ten. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: This bracket's one of those brackets that will get good right away Thursday night. You know, those second round matches right away. You want to be watching, you know, this this bracket.
1: Yeah. I mean yeah. shoot, second round, Kennedy and Amin are gonna run into each other. Amin's got the eleven seed. Right. It's Twelve and three. So he, he's gonna run into a guy in, in the sixth seed with Patrick Kennedy, who Amin's an all American from a year ago. Got fourth. Yeah. Got the eleven seed. He's gonna face Patrick Kennedy, you know, potentially second round.
2: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, this bracket, like I said, right away, boom, second round. Carr could face, you know, potentially uh, Austin Yant, you and I, kid. Um, Griffith and Olguin, Kennedy, or, you know, Quincy, sorry, Kennedy Monday, Quincy Monday, um, you know, Isaac Olegnik from Northern Illinois. But then you got Facundo potentially facing Ramirez, Hamity potentially facing Peyton Hall, Amin versus Kennedy, Caliendo and Harchla. Like, all those guys are potential All-Americans
2: in the second round.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just, this is a top-to-bottom, tough, tough bracket. And it is – normally sometimes, you know, um, when it's top-heavy like this, a lot of guys get scared away. Like, I think if you watch weights, um, the well-balanced weights are kind of hard to come by because some of these guys – you wouldn't think that they dodge them, but when Rutherford was making his run at 49, there wasn't this depth at 149. And when it right. when it left, it kind of was like, who's the clear cut favorite and this and that. You know, kind of like um, I, I would say what Spencer Lee has done with 125. You know, have guys cleared out of 125 because they don't want to run into him, you know, have guys cleared out of 149 because they don't want to run into um, Yanni. Like some of those guys find their way up or down. To get or, away red a- or red shirting.
0: Or red shirting. Yep.
1: Yep. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, but this weight, nobody's nobody's scared at this weight. And that's what makes it fun. Karchla didn't go, oh, David Carr, I'm out of here. Hamity, I'm out of here. You know Kennedy and Amin didn't run. Griffith's like, this is my weight. I've won it before. O'Toole's like, nope. I'm the new champ. This is my weight. And cars coming in, going, I'm I'm coming up. Yeah, I'm both car up. and Monday. None of these
0: jump yeah. plates. because Monday was at and and there was talk that maybe Monday would wrestle 57 this year. And he was like,
1: nah. Yeah, and yeah, and who'd that make room for at 57? O'Connor, yeah, Peyton Rob. Some new some new faces down there, but. Yeah, kind of collision course. Everybody, you know. Sometimes you see it at like at one thirty three. You got the top two guys, but man, this is this is a full full bracket. Yeah, this is a one real that, yeah, good circle. wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm. You circle and go. And, this one, I have to pay attention to from the get go.
1: Yeah, and to be honest, I don't know of a senior in this group. I don't know if Shane Griffith is a senior, um, but. That's the, the maybe Quin, maybe uh, Monday's its senior, but that's the fun thing. David Carr has another year. O'Toole has another year. We've obviously talked about Kennedy, Karchla, I Amin. Mean, you know. So if everybody stays true, know. this <laughs> way it'll be fun again. This yeah. this way it'll be fun next year. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, going into
0: 174 is kind of we're back to maybe the old school or, you know, not the old school, but, uh, you know, Starachi and everybody else. He seems to be the class, you know, other uh, than, you know I, uh, he seems to be in a class with himself, but he might wrestle Donnell Washington for second round. I mean, <laughs> And if you haven't been really watching you know, following that, you know, Washington's the only guy to beat him. Well, no, Kemmer beat him too, but Washington handed him his first loss. And, and that's kind of that, one of them. I mean, kind of some head button going on in the duel this year when they wrestled. So.
1: And we'll see. It's kind of that Mark Hall, you know, when, when he came on the scene and came to Iowa city and he was this big time recruit and Mark Hall, the six time state champ, he gets beat by Alex Meyer. Oh, that was nuts. And then, that was nuts. You know? And then a few years later, he comes back to Iowa City and gets beat by Kemmer, And it's like, oh, Mark Hall can't win in Iowa City. And it's like, well, <laughs> he's also a three-time NCAA Finals and NCAA Champ. So say whatever you want. But you got to say NCAA Champ afterwards. So, Yeah, true that. Yeah, yeah Starachi will run into Donnell Washington, but that. Uh, Storacci has taken leaps and bounds from where he was when he lost that match. So yeah. I'm with you. Storacci, I don't Starachi, I don't think is gonna lose. I, I thought Labriola would I th- I thought he'd give him a better run for his money, but Storacci sure sure put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, and he, he made really, that match not very exciting. He kind did. of took it yeah. to him.
0: And you weren't alone in thinking Labriola, you know, was going to keep it close because he's looked like that all year. He's been tough to score on. He was undefeated. So, but yeah, Storacci just went to another gear,
1: you know? Yep. Yep. You watch Starachi wrestling like, ah, maybe Labriola can use his funk and stuff like that. And like, nope, not today. (laughs) Took him down a couple of times. Didn't really let Labriola get in that match. And I just, I don't see anyone stopping him but again it's like 25 that doesn't mean his weight isn't fun right
2: yeah i mean it's right
1: not fun to watch
2: there's you know, second lewis
1: round. oh yes yes and he talked about I know we talked about yesterday about camps. that acc i know we talked about yesterday that acc tournament not being super exciting to watch and makai lewis added to that not being fun to watch he overtime win in the finals He's one of them guys that 18-1 and has only lost to Labriola. He's a two-time finalist, a champ. You know, he, what did he lose to Starachi last year in overtime? So, yeah, he's going to win those close matches, those close, boring matches. But, yeah, he, he could find himself avenging his only loss to Labriola in the semifinals and putting himself in the finals again. And potentially, I think, Matchup wise, being the only one that could probably stop Storachi.
2: yeah.
1: No, so, and and as a as an Iowa fan, you're just kind of hoping he can do that because I, <laughs> depending on how Iowa does with the team race and all that kind of stuff, man, you might might want to see that as a loss.
0: Yeah, you want Penn State to have as few champions as as possible.
1: <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm would sick be... of seeing him crown five five people. <laughs> So, yeah, the team race could get close. And, gosh, as an Iowa fan, since, you know, you don't really have anyone at, don't really have anyone at 74 that's going to knock Sriracha off. You're kind of rooting for the next best thing. And I think the next best thing to knock him off is Mikai Lewis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Speaking, you know, of Iowa Nelson Brands, and we'll throw him in there. He's at the 11th seed. As Alex Faison. who that, That's who uh, – Makai Lewis wrestled in the in the finals from NC State. Yep. So. Yep. You know. Took him and, into
1: overtime, you know.
0: hmm Yeah, he had to ride him out. Went to the ultimate tiebreaker and had to ride him out, which he did. Yep. So.
1: Yep. I mean, there was some shoving and talking after that match, too. <laughs> but Yeah, I. Styles and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that. Consider that to be a, another low-scoring match. All Brands' matches are low-scoring. Yeah. He's hard yeah. to score on, and, you know, kind of like Mike Evans, Good, you know, ties you up with the hands, you know, head-and-hand fight, we'll just brawl with you, but yeah. can he get that shot off and beat Alex Fajon and go to the next round and potentially run into a tough opponent, Ethan Smith, and hopefully do the same thing, you know? That's just – it's Part of his style, if he can keep it close and tough to score on, all your matches are going to be within a takedown. Yeah. So.
2: And then I think, oh,
0: you know, and then um, you know, Mikey O'Malley from Drexel, fifteen and four, he was ranked pretty high at one point. Um, yep. And, and now he's the twenty-three seed, and he has Rocky yeah, and, having his best year of his career. At 19-2. and two.
1: Yes. And that's interesting. Rocky Jordan, I guess. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the connection for Chattanooga. So, his brothers, obviously, all went to Ohio State, which is where he went. Yeah, Bo. You want to... Now who's Bo and... Gosh, I can see him in my... It's a 49-pounder. Um. Micah and Rocky. Micah. Micah. Yes. 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 um So, yeah, Rocky Jordan was a big time recruit coming out. And you were hoping he went to Iowa because he was good buddies with uh, Marinelli.
0: Yes.
1: Went to Ohio State. And then you want to think the reason he left was because Ethan Smith was going, Hey, this is my weight. And Rocky Jordan goes, Where am I supposed to go? (laughs) So, yeah, he transferred. And I'm going to say the head coach at Chattanooga is a Wisconsin alum.
2: Um, which is where the Jordans originally
1: went. So before Bo and Micah made the decision to go to Ohio state, the Jordan family was a Wisconsin family. Oh, that's where their dads went. And Isaac, that's where their dads went. And Isaac Jordan, who obviously first cousins of Bo, they wrestled, wrestled a few times. Um, Yeah, until they paved their way to doing their own. And, yeah, he ended up going to uh, Chattanooga, maybe based off that uh, Wisconsin connection with the dads and Isaac and um, also fun fact, I think Jim Gibbons, that's his uh, son-in-law, is the head coach at Tennessee Chattanooga.
0: Yeah, so it's Kyle Russell.
1: Yes, and I believe that is – he wrestled for Wisconsin. I want to say around when Metcalf was there. I think he might have been older when Metcalf was there, but yeah. Yeah. He was there at Wisconsin, and I, Jim Gibbons, I believe, talks about him being his son-in-law. Huh. So. Well, there you go. A little interesting. Yeah, Rocky, Rocky Jordan sitting there at Tennessee Chattanooga. That's just, that's just fun. Yeah. Seeing Rocky Jordan compete for a different school and 19 and two, having a very good year, kind of. And at some of those good, better schools, that's what happens. You, well, we'll talk about it at 184, but that's what happens when you go to one of them Big Ten programs and you're trying to find your way in. Instead, you just end up finding your way out to a different school.
2: Yeah.
0: Who's that at 184?
1: Beard.
2: Oh, yes. You're right. No, that's a 197. So, that's 97.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes. But yeah, obviously, yeah. He was at Penn State and he was there for a year and Dean won a national title and he left and now he's the yeah. higher seed. But yeah. The, the last intriguing thing I will say about this uh, 74 pound weight, Demetrius Romero. Yeah. He's
2: at the
1: 15 seed at 14 3. He is somebody that could shake Labriola out of that number two spot. He has been he's been ranked high. Don't let that seed that's sitting next to him at fifteen fool you. Intermat and the guys that do the rankings have put him up higher before. So
0: a couple of years ago, twenty twenty one, he finished sixth at this weight. He medically forfeited. Yeah. Out. Well, sorry, he medically forfeited. Um, he, he got beat by Labriola 5-4. So, and then he
2: forfeited to Massa for 5th and 6th, but, you know, so. Yep. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he's
1: definitely a guy who's been here before and could, you know, just because that 15 sitting next to him doesn't mean that he's, he's a slouch. We watched the yeah. 15 seed make it to the finals last year, but. He's a guy that could kind of shake up Labriola. Yeah. Knock him out.
0: Yeah. At one eighty four we really you know, when we moved there, it seems like a three headed three headed monster. Or you know, like a three horse race. It's Keck Geisen, Trent Hydley,
2: and Aaron Brooks. You know, and it's it's up to somebody else to spoil that uh, part. Yeah, yeah, and I would say you um, I, I,
1: you give Brooks the three seed because he's 12-1, and one, that's fine. I yeah. still see him as a little bit more of a clear favorite. I like how Keckhausen has been wrestling all year. That's just, it's fun. It's fun to throw, you know, somebody who got third last year, he's earned his right to be seated number one. You know, he, what him and Hill, they both split this year, I yeah. believe. So it's, it's fun to see someone else at top at number one. But if you really have been paying attention in wrestling, it's still Brooks's weight to lose. Yeah. yeah. I know he's got that loss this year, but it, it, he's still the two time defending NCAA champ, no, no matter which way you cut it. Yeah. So and, until you knock him off at this tournament, which, Hill Day has been close, so that that's fun. This weight'll be fun. Keck Heisen, yeah, sits at number one, but Salazar of Minnesota had a a good tournament, and he'll end up wrestling potentially second round. Matt Fine who's yeah, looking to get on the podium for the first time,
0: yeah. Long list of Fine Silver brothers, and he's he's here. He is standing alone. Yes, I remember there was wasn't there one time like four of them in the lineup at Duke, or three of
1: them. Ah, there could have been. I think there's a yeah. They're a big family out of Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
2: So that was fun. So
1: yeah, you it was kind of hard to keep them all straight. So like, wait, what? Wait, what? Who's there? Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I want to say there was there was a couple at Duke, and was there one at North Dakota State, and they just kind of all, yeah, around the same weight. You just kind of had to. Is that yeah. the same guy? <laughs> um, but lurking up top, you got Marcus Coleman and Trey Munoz of Oregon State, who Oregon State has brought a good team. Yeah, Pendleton's got that team humming. So. Yeah, and yeah, that's you, where you want to Ava talk about sits two at the 12. Yep, and I talked to dad about this. You don't really see a lot of guys get pinned for Iowa, but A Basad seems to find his head the size of a balloon sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, he got pinned by the Wisconsin kid and Rutgers got him at the Big Ten tournament, Soldano.
1: Yeah, and well, Silver pinned him in the round before that. So I
2: right, he did.
1: You know, he's he's, he he's eighteen and four and he's been pinned three times. So And his other loss was to Marcus Coleman. Yeah. Who's sitting at the back of the wrestle second round. Keep yourself off your fucking back and he might have a chance to win, but it's just So yeah, he sits there at the twelve seat. I know a few years ago as a true freshman, he got that uh, you know, second team all American status and you know, yeah, he could potentially run into a tough, tough guy in Marcus Coleman. Yeah. And they could potentially run into... Uh,
0: Coleman beat him 3-2 in the duel, so... You know, he's right there with him. So... Yeah,
1: well, well he don't get put to his back. Yeah. So, yeah, Abisad, Marcus Coleman, second round. You know, they'll be fighting to wrestle... Munos of Oregon State who's only got one loss this year so top side of the bracket Just it's fun because uh, you know Aaron Brooks ain't on that side
0: yeah and then so, is sitting there he got fifth at the Big Tens
1: yeah freshman yeah, it, yeah it, this top side any, anything can happen you know like we've talked about before these Pac-12 ACC 12 guys come in and you kind of got to prove that your record is what it is so the right only away, loss. second round. Bruno's is gonna Yeah,
0: his only loss this year is to Lenny Pinto. Five four at the Cliff
1: Keen. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean so before he So there you go. go. He's, now. he's going to uh right away second round wrestle a guy potentially and avenge his only loss. But point in hand right there. You're twenty four and one at the four seed. And you're only lost to a thirteen seeded Nebraska kid. Yeah, whether you forfeited out or not, you know what, whatever. But that's just kind of you know. No, he got yeah, he got beat by Pinto five four. You know, so yeah, you you've got to you know you you've got to prove that your seed is what it is. That your record mm-hmm. twenty four and one means more than well, your only loss is to Lenny Pinto. So you're going to prove it and you're going to get a shot to prove it right away. Second round against the only loss you got. Yeah. And then you're going to wrestle a tough, tough match and potentially Marcus Coleman. And I, I see Keckhausen getting to the finals. I see him having a, a good top side of this bracket. I see him getting yeah. to the finals and I see him running into Brooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: yeah, on this, on the I bottom know it seems
0: to have kind of the uh, kind of more firepower. You got Brooks, um, Gavin Kane from UNC is having a, a solid year. Caleb Romero, Hunter Bolin, Travis Whitlake and Trent Hidley, all on the bottom side. You know, so there just seems to be Shane Sparks calls them landmines. Um, and I like that term. So, you know, there's just a lot more potential for, you know. And, and we say that yeah. it's just going to be Brooks and Heidly, but
2: whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I yeah, you know, well, want to see that matchup anyway, but.
1: Yeah. You, you've got Aaron Brooks sitting there. So he, you know, would eventually run into Romero who he struggled against, mm-hmm. but Gavin Kane, 21 and six, he is the ACC runner up. And he had to have beaten Hunter Bolin to get there. Who's at the seven seed.
2: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: you know, you, you look at this bottom side and you go, oh, okay, so Hilday won the ACC, Bolin got second, and who knows where Gavin came. Gavin Kane was in the final against Trent Hiddley. And I believe it was a two-point match or whatever. So, I mean, he's sitting there at the 11th. He could easily take out Romero and find his way against Aaron Brooks. And then down on that bottom
2: side you had... Bolin, Blake,
1: second round. And the winner gets Hilde, who Hilde is going to have, you know, potentially second round Malcheski of Michigan yeah. State, who I thought wrestled a very tough Big Ten tournament. So it, Hilde to get to Brooks has his work cut out for him. You know, has Malcheski sitting there, Bolin sitting there, Whitlake sitting in front of him. It's going to be a a little tougher run to the semifinals than just Hilday and Brooks. I think Hilday will get it done. He's done it before, but he's he's got some tough kids in front of him. That'll give him some fits.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Now, are you ready for the most? I, I, I consider this one the most fun bracket, 197. I know you have 65 circled. My bracket is 197.
2: Okay. I yeah.
1: Like I, this one I, I know. Is- I, I know. The most I know not you open. think this bracket is. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. So right. when you said most fun, I thought 65 is just the toughest. If you're gonna oh, tell yeah. me which, if you're gonna say which bracket is is the toughest to get on the podium, and you're gonna look back and look at who was all in this, like they did at um last year at 145 and 3A, and they looked at who won it and who was all on the podium and all the state champs, that's 65. Yeah. I'm with you at 90. I'm with you at 97. 97 is fun because it anybody. Yeah. Anybody. This is this is where you could see a 15 seed in the finals. This is is where, yeah, you're gonna serve the 15 seed. (laughs) But yeah,
0: you're right. You know, I mean Bonacorsi's been the best. He's really solidified himself as the the favorite. But he has he's going to i mean he amos and pence wrestle first round pence beat eric schultz a couple of years ago in the first round of the insta
1: blaze so you know yeah north north dakota state so they're not just a football school no yeah <laughs> yeah for those of you who don't know football yeah yeah so the, but you go to um um, just even the eight and nine seed. Yeah. Max Dean is the returning national champion this week. Yeah. And he, he looks to be a little slower this year. Doesn't look the same. Like he could make that run, which he still can. I just, I don't see it. Silas Aldred kind of took care of business. They're going to meet up second round. And then you're going to see it again. Bonacorsi, you're the one seed are you going to take care of business against battle-tested Big Ten guys in the semifinals? You know, wow. I just I remember a few years ago, they were Mickey Phillippe and oh, look how good he is and all this and that. And they had him ranked third and they seated him ahead of DeSanto and all that shit. And then DeSanto ended up running into him and about majored him. So it's Nico Bonacorsi, you're going to run into – you know, potentially returning champ Max Dean or the guy that's beat him twice and Silas Alred, who the only reason he wasn't wrestling last year was because of, you know, Eric Schultz. Yeah. So will Bonacorsi be able to beat one of the big ten guys in the semifinals? We'll find out. And that's what makes this fun. Is now you know, you're gonna talk about we touched on it before, Michael Beard all-american for penn state stayed on the team last year transferred why did he transfer well dean was there so he he transferred to lehigh and here he sits at the five seed. so some of these schools like penn state ohio state iowa you have these guys that are that are going to transfer out cuz they they need to leave so they could find their own at the NCAA tournament michael beard certainly has
0: yeah, and then at the four seed is Ethan Laird. Ethan Laird beat Dean earlier this year, too. So Beard and Laird and Allred, all on the top side, have all beaten Dean.
1: Yeah, this. I think when this bracket initially came out, we looked at this and went top side, wow. Yeah. You want to be on the bottom side of this bracket. Yeah. Because he... Even some of these uh, lower seeded guys, um, you know, younger Bastida, Zach Bronigal. Look out. Look out. Bronigal's just one of them seasoned guys. Younger Bastida has had some big wins. So you got the big seeds up here with the one and the four, the returning champ, Stylus already was taking him out, the returning All American and Beard. But you've got a couple of guys that are just going to add depth to this top side that could make it like you said fun to watch
0: and it's 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 the same thing with the 165 like this is one where the second round on thursday night like you want to you want to pay attention to every match every match in that second round yes yes yeah.
2: they, yep.
0: they should all be really good
1: Yeah, because, you know, Bonacorcio, if if he ends up running into, you know, own Pence of North Dakota State, you could see that being an upset. Pence has done it before when he beat Eric Schultz when he was the two seed.
2: Yeah.
1: So he he has that capability. He's coming into this mindset of everybody's 0-0. Nobody's got a winning record. Let's make a run. So, you know, because even you drop to this bottom side, you talk about that second round, those second round matchups you've got the defending national runner-up Jacob Warner at yeah. the 14th seed. Yeah. So we talked about the 15th seed making a run of the finals, how the 14th seed could do it. He did it last year. Yeah. And he's got, you know, potentially Rocky Elam second round who he lost to earlier, what in overtime?
0: Yeah. And that all-star classic.
1: Yep. So, I mean, shoot Jacob Warner's I mean he didn't have the best Big Ten tournament hasn't had the best year but he definitely won the draw yeah you know, being on his bottom side being away from all that firepower we just talked about he definitely first round match up though Cam Caffey he has always been a thorn in everybody's side how you shoot on him and he sprawls splits yeah, a split?
2: I, yeah he does the splits
1: it is i mean he, he's a he's a goofy goofy wrestler can do the splits and you know keeps matches close and then kind of hits you with some athleticism at the very end, so that'll be a fun first round matchup they've met a few times before, so this bottom more side hands hands like, even to get to you
0: this bottom side is just like put names in a hat and, you know, I mean, of course, Bernie Truax sitting there 13 and one, the two seed could make us all eat our words, but um, Gavin Hoffman made it to the semis last year, you know, coming in as the twenty sixth seed. He's a returning all American sixth place. He has Tanner Sloan right away. Tanner Sloan from Iowa, Albernet, you know, but Isaac yeah, Trumbull yeah, on cool. sixth line, Jacob Cardenas from Cornell, like, All these, all this firepower here, even on the bottom side, just waiting to be unleashed. But, like I said, in the end, Bernie Truax, who almost beat Dean last year, some controversy, I think, went into that match. But,
1: yep, well, I mean, so you've got Tanner Sloan, like you said, sitting at the the seventh seed, and the reason he's at the seed, he's 23-2. and two. Who's in yeah. his conference? Rocky Elam. Yeah. You know, at the three-seed at 10-1. and one. So those guys face each other in the finals. You know, this, you know, Isaac Tremblay having a very good year, you know, which I think me and you have been paying attention to him. He's an Nebraska guy and went out to NC State, wrestled as a freshman, and really coming into his own out there. But, you know, the other guy to watch out for a landmine, as you'd say, Jackson Smith of Maryland Yeah, had a very, very good big 10 tournament to there at the 11 seed. So yeah, but Bernie Truax and yeah, I think Rocky Elam sitting there with their records deserve the, to be the favorites, but yeah, but throw their names in a hat and draw two out and you might enter the semifinals.
0: Yeah. And I should I should correct myself. Bernie Truax was at eighty-four last year. So not at ninety-seven. But he was still an all-American last year. But
1: yep, m- moving up yep, deserves the right to be thirteen one. But as we've talked about before, you know, he's coming from the Pac-12, he's gotta earn that thirteen and one. And he's gonna earn it right away against uh, a potential guy in Luke Steber from or Suber from Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And potentially run into a guy in Tanner Sloan who's who's battle-tested at this weight, twenty-three and two. Yeah. So. Yeah, like like you said, man, this this weight at ninety-seven is kind of anybody's weight, and you're going to watch that first round and get a little excited. Then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna want to pay attention Thursday, Thursday night. You're you're gonna want to have your TV on to ESPN. You, you're gonna want to be watching these second-round matchups.
0: Yeah. No free ads.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, cause yeah, cause yeah. The, the fun, the fun part about this bracket too is like 165. Man, these guys are gonna fight it off on Thursday night. They're gonna flop to the fucking backside. Yeah. And I'm not gonna go through how they all match up, but. But yeah, that, shoot, that yeah, this be,
0: backside man is gonna be.
1: The way they upsets and all that kind of stuff, and they won't crop. They'll some will go straight back, and some will cross bracket, and all that kind of stuff. it just it led chaos to chaos between this weight and one sixty five. will just be a dogfight fight to get on that podium. Cause yeah. it's, it's really anybody's.
2: We
0: talk about, it's uh, really
1: anybody's weight.
0: Staying on the front side as long as possible. You know, that that's, obviously that's the goal of the tournament, but that's also, uh, to stay away from the backside because, because all, you know, all these guys that lose go to the backside and they're waiting for you.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's one thing, you know, I I think it was last year, you know, obviously when Carr lost. But we're Iowa fans. We're watching Caleb Young, and he loses this close match to Wu Luan, and you're like, oh, God dang it. But he he always finds his way to sneak back on the podium. It is what it is. And lo and behold, David Carr gets upset. Yeah. So who's he got in the round before the blood round? David Carr. So – You stay on the front side as long as you can. I mean, that's how Will Luan ended up in the semifinals and almost punching his ticket to the finals. And you're thinking to yourself, that could have been young. You know, you don't want to be that guy looking at this bracket going, ah, that could have been me. So stay on the front side as long as you can. Yeah. Obviously, it's everybody's goal. It doesn't always work out that way, but (laughs) you are sure as hell rolling the dice in some of these brackets. If you lose, flop to the backside. You're like, that's all right. I'll just all American. And all of a sudden, Nico Bond, of course, he cross brackets because he gets upset. And there he sits in the blood round with you. Know, you don't yeah. want that. So, yeah. you know, Jacob Warner, get your shit together and stay on this front side. This this bracket. You you and Max Meir, and I don't know what kind of karma both of you two have. But <laughs> hey, Jacob Warner, whatever's happened to you is good because they. Someone blessed you with a good side of the bracket. Yeah, and unfortunately from your end, they did not. Yeah, they they put him in a very tough spot, and he's more than likely going to be wrestling on that backside in that round of twelve, hoping, which he can get it done. He's, he's hoping nobody big gets upset, and you know he's not staring at Sasso in the round twelve. Yeah, so you know J- Jacob Warner. Stay on the front side because if any of these guys in that top side of that bracket decide that they're gonna flop to the flop to your side, you're tough road, buddy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: uh,
1: yeah, mark it down 197 and 165. They'll just be intriguing. Top to bottom. Yeah. If you see a 197 pound match going on, keep watching. <laughs>
0: Uh, we talked about it last week for the Big Ten when we previewed the Big Tens, but heavyweight is also one weight that has just become fun to watch in terms of athleticism being much more profound in this weight. Um, Mason Paris, Kirk Flea at the three-seed white Hendrickson the two-seed, Cassiope, um, you know, these dudes scrap and – you know, they're, they get after it. And so even though you're going into heavyweight, you're still going to be treated with some really high level and fun wrestling.
1: And that is, that is a testament to Gwiskowski. And that is when I remember
2: yeah, heavyweight
1: going from big 10 or big guys, pommeling, maybe one slips and it's a one-to-one match. You know, you think, uh, Mako and Cole Conrad and you know Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> Le- yeah, Lesnar, you know, the old school, oh, they gotta put the you know, the ankle band around their their singlet because their ankles were too big. <laughs> oh, I
2: remember so
1: yeah. you know, I, I uh I think they do that again with Detman when we were in high school. Yeah. When he wrestled for Manoni. yeah, they had to put it around his fucking around his singlet on his shoulder because they couldn't fit it around his ankle, but Gwizkowski has really changed the landscape of heavyweight in the better he he really took it from pummeling to whatever to all of a sudden Gwizkowski was taking shots and you know ankle picking and sweep singles and you know straight on doubles kind of stuff that you really didn't see it this way and then you know he won his two national titles and of course here comes Kyle Snyder off his world championship and that was you know, one of the premier matches to watch. And it was good. And Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of thought, are they going to keep this up? Yeah. And that it really kept going. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, it went from Wyskowski and then all of a sudden Snyder stepped up and made it a, a hell of a match to watch. And you're watching this great heavyweight finals match and you're not watching a one-to-one matchup with seven minutes of them standing on their feet with both guys having, you know, maybe one second of ride time because they couldn't hold them. And now they're going to go into overtime and this. No, you're watching shots and takedowns and sweeps and tilts. And you roll right from there into Gable Stevenson and what he was able to do and what the dominance he brought to this weight. And then it's just, it's carried over. And to be good at this weight, more than a big body. And yeah. these boys have shown it. This weight's like you said, exciting. Exciting. Top to bottom. Mason, Mason Paris and um, I believe you told me this, Wyatt Hendrickson of Air Force are the one and two most dominant wrestlers in the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they score the most, uh was it the most dual points per match or whatever, like four and a half. So basically you can expect a major at least every time they wrestle.
1: And yet that is not a weight you're used to seeing at that most dominant spot. That is say for a 25, 49, you know, maybe 57 pounder. Like that category has been dominated by lighter weights. And all of a sudden you're seeing Mason Paris and Wyatt Hendrickson getting majors at heavyweight. So that that tells you where this weight is and how much fun it is to watch the points that are being scored at heavyweight are fun.
0: Hendrickson is, so yeah, he's 26 and 1. His bonus rate is 81%. 81 and a half, I guess. But according to Russell. Yeah.
1: And that, so. Heavyweights never used to have bonus rates like that. They would win yeah. matches three to two all the time
0: yeah and he's he's around a 12 guy around a 16 guy last year so hendrickson like you know you see him on that two line and go man you know we're we're used to obviously paris and kirk and, and uh Cassiopeia and even schultz last year making the finals but hendrickson has really proven himself as us as a um i forget the word i'm looking for but he he's a solid two seed like he's a formidable two seed
1: yeah just just like alrez you know um has has made this tournament and all of a sudden just kind of made that next step.
2: Yeah.
1: Made a big one going into uh, you know, that that following year. They haven't really they've made the tournament. They haven't really made the podium, but they have, you know, Wyatt Hendrickson and Al Alarez have big time bonus rates. And that is why you see both of them at the two spot with no all American behind their name.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's also a little personal, you know, our brother-in-law, Steve, went to Air Force. So it's kind of nice to see an Air Force kids, you know, have some success. But um,
1: yeah. Yeah. You just We know how hard it is to get to those academies, how hard it is to not only be a Division one athlete, but to be an Academy Division one athlete, kind of in the own right of, um, you know, an Ivy League. you got more going on than just you know, not knocking Iowa and, you know, the type of classes some of these guys take because, uh, you know, Michigan guys, they end up being doctors and, you know, Adam Kuhn was trying to create a spaceship that could take him to space because he was too big to, you know, fit in a normal spaceship. So, I mean, but, yeah, you just, you just don't see a whole lot of these um, academy guys this far up. Yeah. Yeah. Ivy League, yeah, they're they're few and far between, but you know, Cornell's come through Princeton, you know, Harvard, but Air Force really the, the academies, whether it be Air Force, Navy, Army, you re- really just don't see those guys sit yeah. here at these two seats. So this is it's fun. You're hoping Wyatt Hendrickson's you know proves everybody wrong and says, Hey, I've got this, and get makes it to the finals and you know represents the academies very well and gets
2: to the finals, but
1: he's got a very tough road to get there yeah the you were talking about, you, know,
0: he, you were talking about having how fun it you know it would be fun if him and uh Greece Grady Greece met up second round
1: yeah thirty five and
0: five speed. yeah forty matches 30. what's up forty matches. And that, you know, I remember telling you that kid's from uh, from Nebraska. So that's that's pretty pretty neat. Nebraska kid going out to Navy, but forty matches, dude. That's just uh, that's a lot of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, a lot
2: of wrestling. yeah.
1: And he, you know, he sits there at the fifteen seat, and yeah, it'd just be it'd just be fun. It'd be fun to see. I don't know how often those academies actually wrestle each other. You know what? Obviously, um, Navy's in uh, Maryland, and the Air Force Academy's in Colorado. So it's not mm-hmm. they're close, and they can be in the yeah. And obviously, Army, Navy have this big rivalry. But you know, Air Force and Navy—they might have a little more inside rivalry than you think. You know, Top Gun came out. You know, and everyone thinks, "Oh, t- Top Gun, Air Force, this and that." Man, those were Navy pilots. So it's just—it's kind of funny when you <laughs> think about Air Force. Does Air Force have a gripe against the Navy they made a movie about fighter pilots and they made it about Navy fighter pilots? That's just, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny to think about that. Like maybe there's like this little uh, side on the inside, you know, that Navy's like, hey, or you know, Air Force a little bit more like, hey, fuck you, Navy. <laughs> you know, you guys get to have this super cool fighter movie, uh, you know, fighter jet movie about fighter pilots and. It's about the Navy. So I don't think everybody thinks like that, but yeah. It, it, they do now. 35 and 5.
0: They think about it now. They,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made a movie about fighter pilots. He made it about Navy fighter pilots. So obviously it's one of, you know, dad's favorite movies because he's like, yeah, Navy. And, you know, you think about the Air Force guys and they're like, no. Yeah, pilots. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, t- 26 and 1, 35 and 5, that would just be a fun academy because winner would make it to the quarterfinals to kind of represent the academies very well. You know, yeah. running into uh, Zach Elam, you know, brother is Rocky. The Elam brothers sitting there in Missouri, hoping to have a good tournament for not mm-hmm. only their family, but for Missouri. Yeah, true. You know, I think we've talked about before to win that or get your team into that trophy status. You need to have somebody that leads the pack and gets in the finals. And they've got that Keegan O'Toole. So you need guys like Rocky Elam, Zach Elam, Mahler, yeah. Hart. Keep going.
2: Yes. Oh,
1: M- Missouri will be counting on Zach Elam to... Yeah, to
0: find his way on the podium.
1: Yep. Yeah. He'll run into potentially second round. Um, Owen Terriffin of yeah. NC State. Yeah. Who was the ACC champ? She um, was the two seed against the Duke kid, but he put the Duke kid um on his back right away.
0: Oh uh, yeah, Jonah nice and,
1: and Yeah, yep. So, rank-wise, you know, this <gasps> from NC State was ranked lower. He was at 11 and the the Duke boy was ranked uh 17th and he put him on his back right away so that must have been an avenge must have been avenging a loss right there, but yeah. He looked Looked very good when the ACC, so Elam has work cut out for him and pull Hendricks in once you get that far, but I you was know, sitting here. I think probably the second best guy in the brackets, Kirk Bleak. I haven't right. seen Wyatt Hendrickson wrestle, but I've watched Kirk Bleak wrestle. So have you and he good luck. Yeah. You know, I got to say when you wrestle <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah.
0: I talked to you about this. I, I heard, you know, Shane Sparks when he did his preview, uh, the sixth seed, Yaroslav Slavakowski from Harvard. He's from Belarus. He's 27 and four. You know, like, hey, kind of like one of those another freestyle guy, you know, because he's from Belarus and that's what they do over there. So coming in as the sixth seed, just an interesting name. So it should be pretty easy to spot and, and, uh, harvard you know not the college of wrestling so just another fun name to watch just see how it all pans out for him
1: yeah because yeah obviously you're thinking of you know the the big uh the big Ben T- big 10 guys and paris yeah. kirkley cassiope you know colton schultz and then you're like where does white hendrickson's fit in there but it's, right. it's fun yeah, to point out guys, yeah it, it's fun to point out yeah that uh I'm not even going to attempt his name, the Harvard kid.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's fun to point that out because, yeah, once you pointed out yesterday, I'm like, I'm going to have to pay attention to him. Sitting there at the sixth seed, you know, he'd run into a returning All-American potentially in um, Trent Hilger.
0: Yeah, who beat Davison. You know? You know, upset the tournament.
1: Yes. Yes, and threw him for a loop and probably put him in a – Worse seed spot than he wanted to be. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Davidson was sitting pretty good until then, and now he's at the nine seed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. If him and Cassiope battled it out for third and fourth, well.
0: No, Cassiope beat him, and uh, Davidson went for fifth and sixth.
1: Yes. So yeah, you, you would think if um, you know Davidson won that, maybe he's a a seven seed, and he's not sitting there with Paris in the quarters, but. This bracket kind of really doesn't matter. Everyone is pretty spread out. So I mean, yeah. even if you gave him the seven seed, you're gonna run into Wyatt Hendrickson. You know, which at one point those big ten guys were one, two, three, and four. Right. And Wyatt Hendrickson with the outside looking in, and then all of a sudden they all started beating each other and they threw him in at number two. So
2: Yeah.
0: And then you
1: know, Tyler. probably
0: is from Iowa State, you know, the Iowa State kid, he's 17 and three on the air.
1: Yeah. And, and you're just thinking, you know, Luca Davidson is just sitting here thinking, gosh, dang, I could be sit way better than where I'm at. But, you know, you, you take a couple losses at that Big Ten and you're rolling the dice on seeds and you get here. Unfortunately, his, his rolled up sevens and he's sitting there at nine. He's got a tough second round match. Yeah and Sam mm-hmm. Skyler, and then if he wins that he's going to face I think the best wrestler in this you know uh, the best best wrestler in this bracket will Kirk Bleed or Hendrickson's prove me wrong I don't know but I just I Mason Parrish just looks so tough right yeah so
2: he, he seems uh, I don't see anyone got, stopping him to, to get another to level the you know
1: yeah I think we were watching him in the uh, in the finals, and had Kirk Fleet kind of on his hip, and it was overtime, and kind of. They interviewed him afterwards. He didn't know he gave up the stall point. <laughs> yeah, and and it didn't even care. Didn't so even he was like, like, "All right, fine, whatever. I'll just go take him down." <laughs> like, yeah, you know? yeah, and then the takedown was a little nuts because they he was kind of on his hips, and Kirk Fleet's big and strong, and holding him off, and Parrish just. Ran him over, <laughs> and there's I mean, that like you know Kirkley got a little bit off balance. Who else and can just, do that?
0: Who else can just bowl through Kirkley?
1: <sighs> Mason Paris, yeah, yeah, because Kirkley looks like he's taken that next step from last year to this year to really shore himself up as the number two. He'll find out against Wyatt Hendrickson, yeah. But, but you know, in a Mason Paris. Kirk Lee. and uh, I'd like to think everybody else, White Hendrickson, has to kind of prove his two spot. Yeah. You know, I think he's proven he's, I, I think he's proven he's top four. But to get that two seed, I want him to beat Kirk Lee. He's got to prove it by beating Kirk and He'll have his opportunity. Yeah. But, you know, Cassiope getting third, that was big because now he sits at the four seed. You know? Yeah. No easy draw, because he'll eventually run into um, Colton Schultz. Took a couple yeah. of losses earlier in the season, but...
2: Returning national finalist.
1: Yeah. Yep, so That that's no easy out, you know. Unfortunately for them, they're both going to be fighting to wrestle Mason Harris, which... <laughs> yeah. A little bit like last year, everyone was kind of fighting for second place. Everyone was fighting to wrestle um, Gable Stevenson and then lose to him. But, you know, Mason Paris didn't have the year I think he wanted last year. Kind of looked a little – looked different in those past couple years we've seen. And he's found his form again this year and looks like he's poised to take that top spot now that Gable Stevenson's left it vacant. Yeah. Moved on.
2: For sure. And oh, right. It'll be, yeah,
0: that'll be the question mark is if, can anyone stop him?
1: So far the answer's been no, but we'll see. Yeah, there's guys in here that can do it, but yeah, we'll, right. we'll see another small interesting thing about this bracket. You got Kirk Fleet sitting there from Penn State at number three, the 14 seed, A.J. Nevels, South Dakota State. He was in that Penn State room. Yeah. So he's another... I got to transfer out because they brought someone else in person. And you, you find that a lot with your program, Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State.
2: Neville, okay. Test? So Neville's was also at Fresno State when they dropped their program. So another little
0: fun look, like So that A.J. Neville's was at Fresno State, and now Fresno State cut their program. And so now he's at South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So, just another interesting little fact because I know was his brother also at Penn State, Seth Neville's.
1: Because there was a Nevels at Penn State that wrestled. Is that what? Am I thinking of Seth Nevels? So, no, AJ Neville was never at Penn State? I don't
2: believe so. There
1: was it Nevels that was. <laughs> Neville's and Penn State sound familiar. Yeah.
0: Yes. For sure. For so, sure.
1: Maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do believe. Fun fact about Fresno State. I think they had a kid that not only ran for a thousand yards, but he was an All American. Yeah. Before they cut yeah. their program. So,
0: so, so that all the Iowa fans listening who are like, "Oh man, which one's he gonna do?" He's got. Well, we have proof. Just a few years ago. Fresno State had a had a dude, all American
2: and played play football. So yeah, so, yeah it, I was got a big freshman
1: coming in, so we'll see. Josh we'll see which Paul- direction he goes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he was there. He was their tailback. Yep. Yep. Rushed for a thousand yards and um. Yep, was an all American. It was kind of a big deal. Yeah, so, yeah, you know.
0: I wonder how many of these guys so, in the bracket could do something similar. I, I know, know Or Did he wrestle heavyweight? Either way, I wonder how many of these guys could do that. Play ball, bo- you know. Yeah, play it, ball. It was, it,
1: Wrestle
2: and It play was football. like when
1: you talked to. Um, shoot! It was it was when you talked to um, Pate Dame Pate, who. I just saw the other day, so um, looking at brackets, you get into these heavyweight brackets, even in the state of Iowa, a lot of them guys that win it, Matt Kroll.
2: Yeah.
1: State champ for Mount Vernon. Fourth place in that bracket, Dane Pate. Mm. So, yeah, you, you talk about some of those guys that could have went Division One and pros and football and heavyweight and that kind of stuff. Gable Stevenson was getting phone calls to come try out for football teams. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan has looked at Mason Paris and went, Hey,
2: hey, we buddy.
1: do have a spot for you. <laughs> yeah. And they're one of the best football teams in the country. And they're asked, you know, they potentially could be asking Paris, Hey, like what do I see. So.
0: Well, being a Viking fan, you know, and all the Viking fans out there probably remember uh, Brock Lesnar. Like yeah. he, he went to the training camp for Minnesota. So didn't make it very far, but he was there.
1: <laughs> well, that was i was back when it was a little different. It was a little more pummeling and that kind of stuff and would have made a good offensive lineman. But man, these guys like Mason Paris and you know Guizkowski, Gable Stevenson, those guys could play like defensive tackle or defensive man yeah. with how quick they and quick and athletic and their hand control and how they shuck people, and you know, just watching Gable Stevenson do a backflip <laughs> at his weight, how high he gets off the ground, you're like,
2: jeez. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. Uh, yeah, I mean that pretty much wraps up the weights, I guess. If you want to talk a little bit about the, about the teams and who to kind of watch for, but oh, the, it, for me, it's... I just got. Penn State. Penn State and Iowa, are, it's, it's a two-team race. It's Penn State's to lose. Uh, some of these weights can have some upsets in them and that kind of stuff. Iowa's got to have a good tournament, and Penn State has to have a bad one. it to flip. That's how I look at it. But some of these teams that I just think will be fun to watch that could make a run at a trophy would be Nebraska, Cornell, Oregon State, Iowa State, and Arizona State. They got some... They got some firepower. Iowa State and Nebraska and Cornell Missouri. are definitely. Yep, yeah, and they're they're my they're my next tier. You know, at Virginia Tech, NC State, and Missouri are always one of them teams that they'll get some guys in the podium. But like we talked about, they they got to be led by somebody that makes the NCAA finals, and that's where Nebraska. Can you get a trophy? You got to have Labriola make the finals. All Red kind of make some noise. You know Cornell's obviously got Yanni. They have Vito. Oregon State, I don't sleeper for me. I think Pendleton's got them rolling in the right direction, so just kind of pay attention to them. I think you're going to be seeing their name tossed out a little bit more. And Iowa State, Arizona State, Virginia Tech, and Missouri. Those four teams have finalists with them, and NC State. Yeah. So that's what. You know, obviously, NC State's got Hillday could make the finals. A few other guys could make the finals, but Virginia Tech, Makai Lewis, Missouri and you know, O'Toole, Iowa State in um, Carr, and Arizona State's got you know potentially Colton Schultz He's got to run through pairs, but that's kind of I think their best shot at a finalist. So yeah, yes. you, you could be watching one
0: sixty five as well, you know, Parco sits at the three seat at 49 for Arizona state, you know, that's,
2: you know,
1: yeah, maybe that is their best shot. So yeah, Arizona state I think is a little more outside looking in on some of right. these teams with uh Oregon state and, you know, possibly Missouri and NC state, but You could be watching David Carr, Keegan O'Toole. They might end the featured – they might end the night on that one. They they could. Two two defending national champions say, screw it. You know, we'll give – we can't decide between Lee and Yanni, so we'll just give it to Carr and O'Toole. That potentially could be a – have more than just individual. Yeah. Depending on how those teams fight it out, those two could be fighting for a, a trophy for their team. So, uh, all in all, fun tournament. I'm excited. It's always fun. Upsets are always fun. There's going to be good stories. There's going to be heartbreak. So, ah,
0: yeah. That's what makes it fun.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited. I'm glad that, you know, they're, they're able to put them on, you know, Thursday night, like we talked about, it's going to be fun, fun, fun on yeah. some of these weights. Friday night, semifinals, always fun. I think it's always better than Saturday night.
0: Yeah. So, Cause you have two, you have two matches to watch that are high level wrestling rather than just
2: one.
1: Yep. And then Saturday night fun, but more fun. And I believe we missed this round. We were in St. Louis with Taylor, you know, a few years ago. That Saturday morning round is just, just fun in general. There's a lot of good wrestling. Yeah. While those boys battle it out for uh, third, fifth, and seventh.
2: Yeah.
1: So just, just a good group of wrestling, and it starts right away on Thursday morning.
2: Thanks
0: again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Cody Bachman, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. I have also a new website you can visit at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time.